So Jay, I got this crazy idea. I, I want to work together. I want to make movies together. I got this crazy idea though. Okay. You know, um, is it okay if I pitch it to you here on the show right now? Unless you want everybody to steal your idea, I don't think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> if it's a really good idea, I don't think you want to let them know. But go ahead, knock yourself out. Well, Jay Davis, everybody, be sure to check him out. JDavisFilms.com. We are live here at Rep's Place. Um, be sure to check out his Facebook, Instagram, Jay Davis, space TP. Yeah. What is the TP for? Uh, Oh, team man. pervert. Do we want to know? Team pervert. Now I say think positive, but originally it was team pervert. <laughs> it's a little, it's a backstory Why? to that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> please share. Because, okay, um, when I did my, when I first started doing sketches, um, I had like a jersey made. I had somebody make a jersey for me and they thought it was a joke. So I just like, I wanted my favorite number, number 25 on it. And then my last name. That's it. Simple. He got me the jersey. He said pervert on the back. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so I kept it and I got more jerseys made and it said team pervert on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so you got into, uh, you know, writing, producing, acting, mm -hmm. but that's kind of, that's not what you did your whole life. No. Right? I mean, you do other things. You got a day job. Yeah. Uh, take, take us back to kind of where you hit this, the, the flip on the switch where you're like, I want to do this. This is something for me. It was like 2011, January 2011, January 28th. I got a divorce the, from my, my first wife. <laughs> I got a divorce. It was final that day. And then I went home. I'm like, OK, so now what? <laughs> so the next two months, I was just like kind of like a zombie. I was going to comedy clubs and sitting. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do something involving comedy, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what. So I was just going to comedy clubs, sitting in the back, watch stuff. And so I just started like writing, brainstorming little small scenarios of stuff that I went through, like bad dating experiences. And I like wrote one story out. It's called um, The Misadventures of Jay Davis, episode mm -hmm. one. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should try to film this. So I literally went on Facebook and like looked for people, like videographers. I found one guy. I'm like, hey, man, uh, how much would it be to shoot this? He's like, uh, just give me like $200. I'm like, all right, cool. So we filmed it. And, uh, and the sketch is terrible now. <laughs> but Can we find it online? Nah, I, I <laughs> took that down. I took that shit down. <laughs> Real quick. But, uh, but but it's called um it's about it's called Down for Whatever. And it's about a true experience I went through. Like I went out with a girl and she told me that she was down for whatever. I didn't know what that meant. So we went back to her place and she had a roommate. And so he is a guy. And he came in a room, like she she went out to do something. And you're like, yo, she said we can get started when she, before she comes back. I'm like, yo. <laughs> She's like, you, she told me you were down to do whatever. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah, so the sketch was pretty much about that. But it was other stuff that happened in the sketch, too. <laughs> like she had a crippled roommate that showed up. So I embellished a little bit. Man. So, and this was just one night? It was one night. One this terrible night. night. Yes. So does that mean more of your shows and your current uh series out there are things to do with your actual life yes everything is based off stuff that i hear from people uh, like little small things that somebody will tell me i'm like oh, okay it's it like something to click like you know what i can make i can do something with that like and current news it makes it so easy 
the stuff that happens, like I have a, a segment called the crisis manager. And like I did, I'm a, a fake crisis manager and I like people like Jesse Smollett or Juicy Smollett, um, uh, R. Kelly, uh, what's the other one? Harvey Weinstein. Like mm-hmm. I'm there, I call them and act like I'm a crisis manager. And, and I just really just talk about them throughout the whole thing. <laughs> so current events make it easy now. Okay. You think it's even easier now with the whole regime and everything happening in the world? It's very easy. The hardest part is like you see stuff on TV. You see stuff Kanye West or Trump is doing. You're like, how can I be funnier than that? (laughs) Like, that is hard. (laughs) So... Yeah, I mean, because you you must be the most interesting man alive then if if this is your daily life. I mean, we, we see... Guns, rape, <laughs> violence, <It's> sex. Every- <laughs> I remember when I first started, people it was like they were like, "Man, that's kind of edgy and kind of rough." I'm like, now every it's no filter anymore. Everything uh, is is the shock value now. <laughs> so, do you do you get a lot of critics? Do you get a lot of people? Because not especially with the sensitivity out there mm-hmm. nowadays, it's like at an all time high. Something and, to talk about. You know the the funny part is I see people get their Facebook pages. Like suspended all oh, the yeah. time. That has never happened to me. And I put and say some of the most terrible things possible. The, it only happened twice in like nine years. The first one was I put like a sexual harassment sketch. And it's like it wasn't even my first one. It was, you know, when you start a new job, they saw those stupid sexual harassment oh, PSAs, sure. those, those outdated great. ones. Yeah, I, I, we've done a few of those, like, but like going over the top. Like one girl just lost her mind and I spent like three hours making her day hell. I just started sending her random sketches just to just torture her. And recently, last year, we put out a sketch called The Deaf Interpreter. Mm-hmm. So it was about um, a girl who has an unorthodox interpreter. And <laughs> it's a guy. It's getting somewhere. <laughs> this is getting somewhere good. Yeah, so I go over to the girl's house and a guy, he's just a regular guy, and then we get to have sex, but the guy is making the sounds for the girl, like, oh, yeah, you hitting it. Like, <laughs> so the sketch went viral. We got millions of views, and I started getting all these messages from deaf people because the, <laughs> they were mad because, for one, it didn't have a caption, uh-huh. and because Facebook oh, doesn't yeah. do caption, and uh-huh. the girl really wasn't deaf. She knew a little sign language, but she wasn't deaf. And that's what they were mad about. Mm-hmm. And so they were just sending me all these messages. I'm like, hey, I'm not, I don't even know any deaf people to make fun of. So I wasn't trying to make fun of you. So, uh, I mean, that, that's one extreme. What about like everything else that's going on nowadays? You know, just just the trend of, you know, you say this, you say that. Yeah. Uh, are you, do you get a lot of messages and I, feedback? I don't get, I don't get messages. I haven't put this one sketch out, but we have, it's called a politically correct bar fight. And it's just like, now you can't, it's certain things you can't say or you get in trouble. Like, I just found out you can't say, like in the bar fight, it's a, a midget and I call him a midget. You're not supposed to say that. And so everybody stops fighting like, hey, man, you're not supposed to say that. You can't say call him the M word. <laughs> so and the same thing goes, we see a, a transgender woman yeah. there and I don't know. And I call her tranny. You're not supposed to say that. But the average person doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. And the, the LGBT element, all of those letters, they get offended by stuff. Some people don't even know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't. I have gay friends. I have gay family members. Yeah. I don't try to offend you. <laughs> I mean, you're doing it as yeah. what's as comedy. It's right? comedy. I mean, and that's that's the sad part about comedy now. Mm-hmm. It's like 
that's one of the last few art forms that you can't put handcuffs on that. Yeah. It's like if you go to a comedy club and you get offended, that's your fault. Yeah. Like, what did you expect to hear? Yeah, and that's something that a lot of comedians talk about all yeah. the time. Yeah. Right? It's such, and it's getting harder and harder because back in the day, you can say whatever. You can say anything. I mean, is it at the point where we got to like sign a waiver to go to a comedy club? <laughs> I think you know, so. You should be like, if you're going to get offended, don't come in. I just, just don't go. Like in Chappelle's special, it's like, you know what you got into when you click my face. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're watching. You're watching Jay Davis. I mean, right. you know, it's so what is your target audience then? Like, has it changed? Has it, it evolved? It, it hasn't changed. I just try to, I see everybody does like Instagram sketches and I get it. But it's just now we try to send a message at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like get something from what you're watching. Yeah, you can laugh, but I want you to take away something from what you're watching. And well, what is what is, I guess, the overall goal? I mean, of- I, w- I want people to see different issues from both spectrums. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we, we have the um, is this racist sketch, like series of sketches. And it's just like certain we are at a like in this world. The racial climate is really high, so people can say something, and they might not even mean nothing by it. But it's like, wait, did he, did he really just say that? <laughs> like, I remember um, Patrice O'Neill had a joke where he he was walking his dog, and the guy was uh, a white guy was like, "Hey, man, you like your dog, and you take care of him," and he was like. I think he's trying to see if I'm somebody that like fights dogs or something like that. But Dude, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And uh, so, so what? What was the most extreme? You think the most extreme was choke on that? So for everybody listening, yeah. you know, not another zombie movie, mm-hmm. not another black movie. Choke no. on that, the series. Yeah. Stepdad's the series. Yeah, choke on that is just unfiltered, uncensored. It's like that's it's full like out, right? the Chappelle show on crack cocaine. Steroids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you and would you say with Stepdads, which is the newest series, which just had a, a debut, um, not a couple about, yeah, about two weeks two, ago. About two weeks ago, yeah. um, you you have the the first episode running, right? And you can't find it online yet, but not it's yet. something that yeah. that's in the works. Yes, yeah, we have, it, we have two you, episodes ready. Two, to go. two, yeah. right? Yeah. So ready? Did you say? Is there a change uh, from like you know choke on that was a little previous, and now step on that Stepdads? Is there a change in the in your message in the show, or do you still stay in the same? It's still a message, but um, stepdads is more family friendly. It's God. still edgy, like it, we say certain things on there, but it's more like everybody can watch it. We don't have to like when me and Diesel have a joke when someone asks about like, well, what, what, how would you describe it? Is it vulgar? When anyone says that your stuff vulgar, you don't want them to come to your screen and you don't want them to show them anything. Right, they right. use the word vulgar or obscene. This is like, you know, don't worry about it, lady. <laughs> so is it something you almost had to do just to mm-hmm. get past the doors maybe? No, I just wanted to do something different. There's okay. something different. It's um, more complimenting everything else, yeah, right? Yeah, I, like, I, I remember when sitcoms were on TV. Okay. And people can act yeah. past reality shows, like when people actually sat down, like the Cosby show. I'm not talking about the Cosby right now that's in jail. I'm talking about the show. The, <laughs> the, the classics. <laughs> what, what, put, what put things on the map, right? Yeah, right. Um, like the real sitcoms where like seasons ran, not just... I'm getting drunk on TV and going to fight somebody kind of shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. so you're getting the best of both worlds is what right. you're saying. Right, yeah. And is there a movie, You're another movie you're working on as well or focusing on the series? Um, we're finishing up um, the series. We're going to shoot more episodes of the series. And we're um, actually working on, we started 
choke on that season two, two. A, a year a year ago. So we have like twenty sketches filmed and ready to go. We just have to finish them. We got about like ten more I want to add on there. Got it. And for everybody, uh, they could check out choke on that yeah. on uh, Amazon Prime. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, that, that's quite the show, quite oh, yeah. the show. Um, oh, yeah. how, when going through the approval with that, they didn't give you any hard time? They did. You know? it, the only thing, it was just like, um, it took a long time. I think they were reviewing it. We, we submitted it in July of last year, and it didn't get approved to like September. So I was like, oh, man, I think it might be too like racy or something like that. I was getting really scared. But, yeah, no, but, no, but no feedback? Nothing? Nah, they just like, hey, go ahead, do your thing. Awesome. And... Uh, so would you say it's more important at the end of the day just to be yourself and kind of be true? Yeah, be than, yourself. Than have, start. have your own voice. That's the thing. A lot of people try to. I see it on Instagram. Like people try to do what everyone else is Everybody doing. Everybody else. Right? <laughs> yeah. I want to make somebody laugh in a minute, no matter how stupid it is. <laughs> well, has it gotten to the point where you had to taper down a few things here and there? No, nah, I just like, cause, and I had a lot of people originally they were like, man, you know, you could just make it cut it down to a minute. I'm like, nah, like a brain and a thought process. Like I think in, in movies. So it's like, I don't think in minute segments. So. <laughs> And did that develop over time or kind of for now? Yeah. This is my whole writing process. Like, everything is to tell a story from mm -hmm. beginning, middle to end. And it makes things easier for Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned Diesel, everybody listening, it's Dante Diesel. Mm -hmm. We've had on the show before. Um, we, we recorded that one live as well at, at another location um, mm -hmm. in Lincoln Park. We did that one. So. What? Lincoln Square. Link, Lincoln, Lincoln Square. Lincoln Park Square, close enough. <laughs> and you guys, you guys work exclusively together? Do yes. you work with other people? No, we work or? together. It was I mean, fun. I, I mean, mean, I'm not trying to get anything out of you here, but, <laughs> no. you know, is there another partner? Is there somebody? Else? Is, uh, Black Jack Johnson, he helps out. Uh, he's my one of my closest friends. He mm -hmm. helps out. He's an assistant director, but we're pretty much the team or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know. He's just the cameraman, though, right? <laughs> he, hates he hates the cameraman. Diesel hates that. <laughs> so, because everybody sees that. We actually got a sketch where somebody, yeah, <laughs> the cameraman. He's just the cameraman. He gives that a lot, too. He hates it, right? He hates it. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. So, kind of going back in the time as well, you know, growing up, uh, you lived in Bellwood. Mm -hmm. How much would you say that had to do with kind of the, the theme? Of, of some of your shows, especially Choke on That. And um, would you say that that part of you growing up? Played, I think played some growing role? up, and it's crazy because I tell people that they look at me weird. I went to private school, <laughs> like, <laughs> like grade school, high school. And I tell my mom, like, you wasted a lot of money. But I think, I think that I grew up around a diverse like group of people all through yeah. my life. I've been around every culture of person. I like, I've, that's the thing. I had gay friends before they knew they were gay. <laughs> like I like it was like two guys in my class. We we all knew they were gay. It's just they didn't have anybody before to be gay it was with. a thing, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I've grown up with so many different types of people. So it helps writing something that everyone can appreciate. Why is that? Why do you think where you were at particularly? You got you. You've had such great experiences, right? I, I just had I had white friends, black friends, Indian friends, like, and I learned about their culture too. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember I had this thing in my head when I was in grade school, and I had to ask my um a, a, a classmate, he's a white guy, I'm like, hey man, because 
I noticed that all of the black kids take crayons and all the white kids take colored pencils. And I thought it was a racist thing. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> why you got colored pencils? And I know. He's like, oh, my mom bought them for me. I'm like, my mother's cheap. <laughs> so that's it. That just clicked in. But I, for like years, I thought it was a racial thing. <laughs> you just never knew. Right. The, the, uh, so now, did, did it make it harder, though, do you think? Um, like, uh, especially once you kind of started being out there. Mm-hmm. Did it, when did you get out? I guess, when did you move? At what part? Um, when I, I went to my life was, uh, college when I went to um, NIU. And that's when, like, even going from a private school to, like, yeah. we had, like, religion class to, like, seeing people openly smoke weed on campus. I'm like, oh, my God. What is like, this? Damn. But and then, so that that helped me out, too, because I started to see, I started to see, like, the darker side of things, the society or whatever, and, like, students taking pills to stay up. I'm like, wow, you really want to pass this test? And I haven't been to class one time. <laughs> So it's like, all right, here, I had one extreme growing up. I thought that was crazy. And then boom. Right. So, so, so you're saying school is just as bad. Yeah, school is bad. Like I went, when I went to school, like I didn't know that I wanted to go to school. Mm-hmm. My parents was like, either you go to school or you go to army. I'm like, I don't want to get shot. So here I come, Northern Illinois. So I was there without a purpose. <laughs> so Wait, did I, your mom threaten to shoot you? Not the army. <laughs> the army. I'm like, I don't, I've seen people like, Cripple people. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. So I went to school. <laughs> and uh, what kind of inspired you uh, to go this route, though? Because, I mean, now it, you're, you're, you're not full time into this yet, but right. you're trying to make Close it. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> Close you're almost enough, there. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to. I've always wanted to make. I've always was able to make people laugh. I was the youngest person. I'm the youngest person in my family. So I'm like always like the icebreaker or whatever. And so, but at the same time, I'm the, the quiet person in the family. I don't know how that works. Really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, hey, what? Right. And so, hey, Davis is quiet, guys. Hey, that's what quiet. And people don't realize. Like people see today, like, hey, that's that's your little brother. What is he doing? <laughs> that's that's what I get all the time. But um, I don't know. <laughs> Was there maybe like a role model or someone? I mean, I had a lot of role models like Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. I just knew I wanted to make people laugh. I just didn't know the avenue that I wanted to take. So movies, is is there another, you know, movies and shows, is there another avenue like uh, stand up or say, you know, being out there on the internet? Is there something you're... I promise myself to- that um, when I get done writing, well, I'm not going to say when I get done writing, but when I take a break, I want to write like actual stand up routine because I didn't. I've done it before. It's just like I realized I couldn't be in a comedy clubs like that and to perfect the craft. And I respect it so much. So I'm like, I didn't want to half ass to do anything. So I'm like, I'll just stick to writing scripts for now. So right now you're writing all the scripts pretty much for every every major like yeah. production you've you've had. Yeah, you would say so. Have you done any stand-ups? Is it something? I, I've done it like when I first started. Okay. I've done it. And it, I just remember it was a lot of cursing. That's all I remember. You were me. people at you. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I used to curse a lot. I still curse a lot. But it's just like I look back. I'm like I wasn't prepared to do mm-hmm. stand-up like I should have been prepared. And why Why is that? Why do people curse a lot? Like I, I mean, I curse myself here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel... Does it give like additional power or meaning to words and thoughts? People, What's your take on that? People, I guess they equate cursing to being funny or to make something funnier. Or if the louder you say it, the funnier it is. 
And I've learned, like, especially with stepdads, like, you can say, we don't have any, it, it might have been like four curse words. And I'm talking about like shit or damn, like, it's no F bombs. Oh, right. Okay, okay. And I learned, like, if you can replace a word, a curse word with something else, do it. With action? <laughs> yeah, do it. So <laughs> Just show them. Just show them the funny. You don't have to, actually. Yeah, you don't have to. So, like, I, I try to do that as much as I can. Um, so what's kind of the, what's the plan next, uh, you know, going up? Are you, you know, did you know this was something you were destined for? And are, are you almost, you say you're almost there. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm almost there. This is, this is what's going to happen. There's no plan B. Somebody asked me that. I'm like, to finish plan A, that's my plan B. So mm-hmm. there's no plan B. So, I mean, w- was was there a part, though, in your childhood that you envisioned, you know, it was going to go this route? I know you kind of briefly touched on it, but mm-hmm. did you always see yourself, you know, here I am, actor, you know, comedian, I writer? I wanted to I, you be, know, most people want to be like, you know, a firefighter or a cop. Or I a wanted to officer. be a gynecologist because I learned at the early age what they get to look at. And. I can't tell if you're serious. <laughs> I'm right dead now. serious. I cannot. <laughs> I'm dead serious. But my, my brother in law, he has a best friend that's a gynecologist. And when I was younger, he was in med school. And I asked him, hey, man, what it's like? You see all the ladies, right? He was like, yesterday I had to tell uh, um, a pimp's prostitute that she had gonorrhea and herpes. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that's well, she was like, do you want to know what that smelled like? I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, well, that's what, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I might, I might try to make people laugh. <laughs> all right. So that quickly went out the window. Huh? Yeah. And then he, I'm like, you go to school all these years to deal with prostitutes. That's not a good deal. <laughs> right. I mean, so going, uh, I guess going next, uh, next step. Uh, do you, do you have another series, uh, in the works specifically? Uh, I want to get through stepdads cause okay. I think I'm halfway through writing. I want to get like at least six episodes done. Um, finish choke on that the series. The ultimate goal is to film another feature film. Mm-hmm. We just need a bigger budget for it. That's it. Okay. And um, how do you? How do you go ahead? Um, out of our pockets yeah. <laughs> right now. So that, that's something I wanted to get into, and I mm-hmm. talked with uh, with Dante especially. Mm-hmm. How do you go about it? Right, like you don't have crazy big sponsors or anything. You know, book, yeah. booking. You know, pocketing, not pocketing, but <laughs> lining up everything for you guys. Right. You kind of been doing it yourself. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And do you think? it's a matter of time are you trying to get some like bigger production yeah, company we, we would to- love to get a production company but like here here's here's some money we, here's a million bucks make it right and, I, and I've seen and I know a few people and I'm like I'm not gonna put the names out there but they got big okay. budgets I'm like hey you know what I could have did with a, a tenth of that money because <laughs> so. your production quality is pretty up there oh, I mean for for doing it yourself it's uh, it's pretty up there, and I think does that take how how do you guys do it? Because both of you actually have regular jobs, right? That's like, what everybody has. We it, like what you said to to be a boss. You have to make time for things that's important to you. You have to. People always say, "I don't have time." You got to make time. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a certain amount of time, but quit certain things. Like if you if you're used to smoking weed three hours out the day, hey, maybe you should cut that down. <laughs> maybe if you really want to do something, cut your wow. weed time. The weed's not going nowhere. It'll <laughs> be there. And you have, more and more and more. Right. You'll have plenty of money to get more weed later down the line. But just find the hours to put in. Even if it's some nights and I'm half sleepy, I'm like, if I can write three sentences, I'm going to be okay. And if I can do that for a week, 
I have like a whole page that if mm-hmm. I'm like really that tired and I have a, like a busy week, but it's always time if you make time. And do you what if, what did you give up? Is there something you I about video games? I used oh, to was, play a ridiculous amount of video games. And I remember right when I was about to get started with everything. My Xbox, I got like the six rings of death. I'm oh, like, all right, yeah. I'm hell done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was the moment? <laughs> that was you the didn't moment. get a new one after? No, nah, I'm like, you know what? This is a sign right there. I'm done playing. So. And, you know what? That's actually when I stopped playing mine. <laughs> I tried rebooting it one more time. I gave it one more go. Yeah. Got the rings of death. You're like, that was it. I'm, done. I'm, so, I'm not sending it back. Uh, that was a sign. And so what I did was like every now and then I want to play. I would get my niece a video game for her birth, for Christmas or a birthday, and I like something I want to play, and I just go and play with her. But you probably realize it's like when you play, it's yeah. fun. It makes you forget about things, but then right. time passes, and you're like, like, yeah, shit. I was spending like four hours a night after work on Madden. I'm like, you know what I could do with four hours? <laughs> so, Especially if you're productive and you're passionate about it. Exactly. Um, and there's nothing better than being passionate about it and getting paid at the same time. Right. Uh, what's your routine like then? You just, you got the job and you got, you know, yeah. focusing on. I, I'll work like I have like um, a script app, Final Draft on my phone. And so if I'm thinking of something, um, I just write something really quick or jot notes in my phone. Like, I, Okay. So all day you kind of jot yeah, things down I or jot things down. When I get a moment, I can come home and type it up. Got it. Because it's definitely important with, with people like yourself that are doing a lot, making an impact, you know, a couple of different places. Right. Um, you probably keep like a pretty routine and schedule every single day as well. I or? try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> uh, it's hard, but because um, we, we mainly film on the weekends. Okay. So we, we plan a lot of stuff months in advance. So by the time we get to filming, everything's smooth. What kind of advice would you give to someone out there listening? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, it's a, it's a sexy industry, you know, yeah. films, yeah. acting, writing. I mean, it's a sexy, <laughs> fun industry. People want to be a part of right. I, clearly not everybody makes it right. What kind of advice would you, you know, you've done, you've done quite some things, you know, you were nom you, uh, you were nominated as comedian of the uh, comedian of the year mm-hmm. by Chicago music awards, as well as, uh, for the Hollywood stamp of approval of the Hapa awards as a uh, best independent film Yes. for uh, not another black I just movie. Got fi- I just found out. Right in the parking lot here that I got nominated again for Choke on that. And Diesel's nominated for director of Choke on that. Oh, sweet. Yes. So when when's that gonna It's uh November Congratulations first. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. And breaking news. Yeah, breaking breaking news. news here on Bossed to Boss, pending when we release this episode. Right. <laughs> right. It is it is breaking. Um for if this is live, whoever's recording. <laughs> right. It is breaking. Um you were you going to LA as well? Yeah. Um, is that okay? It's um hosted uh I think who was the Vivica Fox and Michael Blackson hosting it so it's gonna be a good time. Um, not gonna do any edibles. Edibles are the devil. <laughs> Why is that? I feel like you got a good story. Look, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at this point, okay, we should just have one and record an episode. The first time I'll just tell you one story. The first time I was there, I was with my buddy Jamel. We were celebrating, and he took me to the dispensary. It's like a dentist office in there. It's the cleanest place ever. It is. And so he got what he got. And I was like, oh, look, these little sour rings. I eat those all the time. I got them. It's like seven in there. So we get back to his house. We're talking, and I'm just eating those things like nothing. Oh, it tastes kind of weird, but whatever. And he leaned over. He's like, hey, let me get one of those rings. I'm like, I ate them all. He was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like... He's like, man, you better lay down. I'm like, I, I looked at it. He had like, like 150 milligrams per one. I'm like, oh, this, okay. 
I laid down and I woke up and everything was spinning. I was like sleepy and had energy at the same time. It was the worst feeling ever. Did you survive the night or I did you barely pull an emergency sur- room visit? It or? was one of those things where I woke up like I will never do anything again. And then the next time I was out, I was like, hey, give me those right there. <laughs> Just, We're only one to seven. <laughs> only it. one. I, I know That's my it. limit now. <laughs> so uh, I guess kind of back back to the question. What kind of advice would you give for, you know, someone growing up how you grew up or just anybody out there that's looking to get into the into the scene? I mean, it's not easy to do. And especially with what you've made and what's out there and uh, your the, the words you got, it speaks for itself. Um, do your research. That's one thing. You have to know what you're getting into, no, ma- no matter what it is. If you want to get in film, look at people who've done something similar to what you want to do. I looked at like people like Robert Townsend. Keenan Ivy Wands, Eddie Murphy. I looked at all of their bodies of work and how they transitioned or whatever. And so you have to do your research. That's the main thing. You can't just hop in here. Everything, everyone thinks, because we see so much of the 10 minutes of fame kind of thing, 15 minutes yep. of fame. Everyone thinks that it's easy. Everyone thinks that people think that if you're on TV, you're rich. <laughs> and that's yeah, right. not the case. If you're on like any show, they just assume you're rich. Like, no, they're just nah, struggling. I, I know a few people that are on. And <laughs> yeah, no, I know a friend. I forgot which Netflix show. He's like a reoccurring character. He was in my like second movie. He's like, man, I bartend on the side. But people just assume and people assume that he can get them on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not like that. You have to put in work. You have people coming up to you often? Yeah, asking? Man, somebody got mad at me. Like, hey, man, put me on. I'm like, put you on what? <laughs> what are you talking about? That is made a payment arrangement. What What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's the most ridiculous request or proposal you've got. Yeah, um, somebody um, wanted me. I, I get pitched a lot. But it was a guy wanted me to do a movie called Thug Wolf about a thug getting bit by a werewolf. And Diesel was there too. And I have to stay. Shit, is this real life? Yeah, Diesel was there. And I have to stay. And I'm good at it. I'm like Batman. Like somebody will talk and I will disappear. And they won't even know I'm gone. (laughs) And so Diesel and Jack got caught talking to this guy about Thug Wolf. And I was like on the other side of the room. And they don't know how I did it. Do you, do you know the more uh, the ending of the of the movie? No the story. Clue. When he said this thug, this game banger got bit by a werewolf, I'm like, I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> and I just got, I just dipped off, and they did not see me. <laughs> so it's safe to say we won't be seeing that skin. Thug wolf? No, it's not. How do you not take that and run with it? I mean, I, I, well, you know what? Somebody made Sharknado, so I mean, right. That's, right. A, that's a sketch in itself. Exactly a sketch about the, the pitch. Right. <laughs> I do. I think I do got something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of questionable things. Uh, yeah, I mean. it's a lot. People want to do like, hey, man, I, I used to write a sex scene for me. I'm like, why would I do? Why would I want to well, see you naked? Like for, like for himself? Yeah, like why Why would I want to see that? Why? Like a solo. Yeah, so right. No, no way. <laughs> Look, yeah, I get a lot of weird stuff. Oh, man. Uh, so it's safe to say uh, you, you put in the time. Right? Yes, That's, putting the time. Um, and just be passionate about it. You can't, mm-hmm. if you really want to do it, you can't half ass it at all. So wh- you get there, you know, those people that have, you know, that one little 10 seconds of fame. Mm-hmm. Why, do, why do a lot of them, why, why do they call it quits or mess up? Like after that, nothing else happens. Because a, a lot of people, like, I found that like a lot of Instagram people, what they do, people are used to, when they see it, they don't want to pay for stuff. 
people who like that kind of like 10 seconds, they don't want to pay for content. So it's like, that's all they, they, they do their Instagram sketches, but that's it. It doesn't equate to dollars. <laughs> so that's a lot of reason why, like, we make content to stream and sell. They make mm-hmm. content for followers. <laughs> so a lot of, that that is a big thing now. It's actually I'm so glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do go out onto Facebook and social media and Instagram. And yeah. that's kind of like, you know, they live and die by that. Right. And and that's the wrong reason to do it. It's like I didn't get into this for followers. It's great mm-hmm. to have. I would love a million followers. Yeah. That would help out a lot. Would, but right? I didn't get into this for followers. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm like, if you unfollow me, if you block me, it doesn't change anything. So at the end of the day, you're hoping that the, the passion and the truth behind it and just what you want to do mm-hmm. is going to outgrow the, the the 10 seconds of the little clips <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see that going in a, direct, a different direction now because it's just like, it doesn't know when we we got had millions of views on the sketch and you know what happened nothing <laughs> Did you get some sponsor out of it or nothing. nothing we directed people to the amazon page but nothing we didn't get a million dollars nothing happened yeah and and so since someone so many people are pushing that nowadays do you mm-hmm. think that's kind of all just inflated and maybe it, a, it's almost inflated. a fraud people, people think they honestly believe that their following on Instagram means the world to them. And I think that's what that hurt, kills people's self-esteem. I think that's what internet bullying comes from. So. so at the end of the day, it's it's the people that come out and maybe talk to you directly yeah. or know that they saw this movie or this show and you impacted them. And yeah. Does that mean a like, lot more? I get random messages from people who's like, man, I saw your first movie. My first movie, terrible. Like, I will never watch that movie again. But when people inbox me randomly, like one of my uh, on a fan on my fan page, and say, "Hey man, I really like the hostile takeover. I just saw it for the first time. You got any more?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I got much more, <laughs> way better than the shit you just saw." So that means it's a only lot. the beginning. <laughs> right. You uh, have you guys looked into like Netflix or other platforms? Or how does that work? We're uh, I have an agent that I'm working with, and he's like I just um, connected with him a few months ago, so he's like trying to pitch like some of our content now. Sweet. And is that a pretty difficult process? It's or? it's a uh, uh, you have to be patient. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's one of those kind of things. I got a friend that wasn't patient mm-hmm. and showed up at their headquarters and. Then got like almost arrested or escorted. It was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you should have did. Safe <laughs> yeah, to say it didn't work out. Right. Um, awesome. Well, now we're uh, on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Okay. Welcome to the round with no name because the, they're all taken. So, <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna throw a few quick questions at you, throw okay. some curveballs. Just kind of get to know a little bit more about you, gotcha. uh, for, especially for all the listeners. We kind of want to want to see you know who Jay Davis is. All right, let's do it. And uh, you get five seconds. Otherwise, we got Steve Wiley over there, the producer. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he, he's the guy we, we don't want to deal with. If it goes over, it's uh, <laughs> oh, it's payday. Jesus Christ! And uh, it's, it's water. It's intense, man. Yeah, he is the enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy things going on in this podcast too, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> what is your favorite movie? Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. Favorite book? Uh, 
Diary of a Video Vixen by Karen Stephens. I don't think I... It's a terrible book. <laughs> that's the only one I can think of with the five seconds. <laughs> no, see, that's what this is all about. Things maybe you probably don't even do. I don't know. Like podcasting. You listen to podcasts? Yes. Okay. Well, what is your favorite podcast? Uh, this one. Boss, <laughs> two boss. Boss, two boss. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got another subscriber, right? Yeah. You want to subscribe right now in the middle of the show? I'll do yeah, right nah, now. Okay. Um, are you on uh, Remember, iTunes? Yeah. What? Remember, I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we do have the local level show, too. Oh. Yeah, yeah with Steve Wiley. Yeah. Don't forget. Yes. Oh, and the Mac and Black sports show. That's, ah. that's another good one. Yeah. Top 20 on iTunes. Top 20s. <laughs> oh, that's cool. How do you drink your coffee? I don't drink coffee. Ooh. I drink coffee. I drink hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Like There's some caffeine in there. Five-year-old. <laughs> right? Some <laughs> caffeine in there. Yeah. Is that what they bring you on your sets? Uh, coffee or Kickstart. I mean, uh, hot chocolate or Kickstart. Uh, the energy drink? Yeah. Okay. How many do you uh, consume a day? One. I was going to have one, and my fiance, Chris, was like, no, you don't need one. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> that's, that's all it takes? Yeah. I mean, I'm easy. man, I swear, if we watch you on one of your like, episodes, <laughs> I would not think you'd be that easy. Yeah, well, you got me. <laughs> I was literally like, I went, I, we got here like 7.30, I circled around, I'm going to go to that gas station to get one. Yeah, you don't need one, cool. <laughs> That's what it's coming, life's changed, huh? Yeah. Life changed, you, you know, know I mean. You pick your battles. <laughs> pick your battles. You <laughs> they're, not, they're not even worth yeah, it, I'm right? like, I'm not going to fight over Kickstarter, I got to save this fight for something important. <laughs> <laughs> we heard it here. We heard it here, folks. <laughs> What is the one item you do consume every day, though? It could be like something you eat, drink, or maybe you wear it on you. But like you can't go a day without it. it makes you you. Oh, my phone. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> what about with that, other than the phone? So, you uh, know, phones is something that we all kind of live um, with now. I think water or Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Kickstarter. Like, well, yeah. if I don't have one of those, my day is going to be terrible. <laughs> out of this whole show, I swear, the one thing that I always think of, nobody ever says underwear. Underwear or yeah. clothes, yeah. Like, <laughs> the one thing you have to take with you, yeah. The one thing day. you will wear or yeah. consume says underwear. I'm, I'm no. wondering, right? People out here commando, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a great question. That's what I would say. Are, are you currently commando on this show? I'm good, I'm not commando, it's too, too cold out. <laughs> All, right. All right, we are confirmed. The boss to boss show with Jay Davis, he is not commando. He got draws on. We're good, we're good. <laughs> If you had an unlimited amount of money, you can do anything you want, like start up any business, for example. What would it be? Not not your own. Uh, a production company, a film company, like um, Tyler Perry did, a big film studio somewhere in Illinois. And what, what would you guys focus on? Um, independent films. Okay. Helping, helping independent filmmakers get their product out instead of like shooting it in their house. <laughs> Got it. So I feel like this is something like you would be looking for yourself at yeah. one point. In <laughs> yeah, I would time. be filming it too, but <laughs> it would help a lot of people out too. Awesome. Surprise, there's like nothing out there like that, right? Like some maybe not for profit or. No, nah, I, I saw something like um, Common supposed to be opening something um, in, on the South Shore or something like that, but that's like down the road. Yeah. No, oh, that sounds like definitely a good, good cause, good, good type of thing. Oh, yeah. Say you were uh, stranded on an island. Mm -hmm. Say tonight this happens and you can't bring any people with you, but you could take one thing. What would the one thing be? Shit, my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that thing going to die. Yeah, I don't even know if you're going to have service yeah. out there. 
you know, I, I would say my cat, but it's like I might oh, end man. up throwing him in the water because <laughs> it's like I get like when I have a bad day, it's like every time like something's not going right, I like look over, he's like licking his nuts. I'm like, really? Do you know what I'm going through right now? And you're like pleasing yourself in front of me. Get away from me. <laughs> What's your cat's name? King. King the King. cat. King the cat. Has he appeared in any episodes yet? He yeah. hasn't. He but he does have an Instagram page. It's um King Chronicles underscore. King Chronicles underscore. Yes. Be sure to check that out. Yes. Please. Crazy, raunchy content on there. It's it's just him just licking himself and doing, and like, he listens to me. I like yell his name out. He'll look up like, what's up? (laughs) And it is weird because people talk to him. Like, people like, hey, King, how you doing? Like, inboxing him. I'm like, you idiot. It's a cat. (laughs) Like, people send him memes to post. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Is he is he going viral yet or not? He, yet? he hasn't went viral yet, but I, I'm working on it. I gotta work. I gotta uh, start updating his page more. But he got like 400 followers. <laughs> what is your uh, What is your favorite sport? Baseball. What is um, your favorite move? I guess actor right now currently that currently I'm always be either a Denzel or a Pacino fan. Al Pacino. Yeah. Awesome classics. Mm-hmm. And um, what is the, an interview that you have been on yourself mm-hmm. or that you have conducted that made you the most nervous? Is there somebody you met that you've come across and pretty much shat yourself? I did. Um, I used to have a show. It's called The Jay Davis Show. It's a podcast. Yeah. And do you know who Sydney Starr is? Look it I up real quick. I can't, I can't look say. Look it up really I quick. Oh. I can't say I have. Sydney Starr. Sydney Starr. Okay. okay. Sydney Starr got famous because she spread a lie and said she had sex with the rapper Chingy. And they just took a picture together. Oh. Yes. Oh. This a, was like uh, viral at a yes. point, right? She's a transgender. Okay. And I had her on and, uh, a guy, like, I got her interview. I'm like, all right, that's cool. So she gets there and sits down. And I look over, like, we're this close from each other. Her nipple, whatever you want to call it, is hanging out. And I was like, Jesus, wait. I was like, yo. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> like, shit. And she wouldn't put it away. <laughs> and oh, so man. it's like her transgender nipple was hanging out the whole interview. And did, I was, you, did she know? She knows. She didn't care. <laughs> did I'm, you bring it up? I was. I told her to put that thing away like six times. And she was, <laughs> she was like, oh, you silly. I'm like, no, put it away. And so I had to do, I had to ask like a list of questions I had to go through. I'm like, this is horrible. And then she wanted to take a picture. And I'm like, I just saw what you did to Chingy. You're not doing that to me. Trying to take a picture with she you? She wanted to take a picture. It was like me. I had two co-hosts. I like got way on the outside of that picture. Because <laughs> it was, was like that picture. Was the tear hanging out? It was still hanging out a little bit. Oh, man. Do you got this? I just somewhere. Oh, I got to look. I was, I'll show you the interview. <laughs> it, it was bad. Oh, man. What did you guys even talk about? I was. She talked about how many um, rappers like know that she's a transgender and still would so sleep with her. She's like she blew Lil Wayne before he went to jail, but he didn't know if he said so. <laughs> so yeah, she she talked about that stuff and how she's a hip hop tranny and she's gonna be famous one day and she became famous. I mean, she did it right. Yeah. Huh. We're talking about her now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. I mean, you're giving me some. Crazy show ideas yeah. going forward. Steve, I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> Get Sydney Star on the show. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last but not least, um, how serious would you take me in an interview? Or just if we were sitting having a serious business meeting and I, I had socks and sandals on? 
uh, I would I would bring it up at some point. I'm like, hey, what's going would on? Would that make you uncomfortable? It would make me as long as your toes weren't out. Like no other man's toes should be out unless we're like at a pool. Like I should never see your toes like right now. So if you're like bare toes are hanging out. I'm like, man, we in the rest. We got kids out here. Come on, put your shoes on. Yeah, kids. Well, Miro's style is to wear the socks too. <laughs> well, with the socks and sandals. sandals. Yes. Yeah, you covered that. One. All right. You're not an animal, so you no, good. No, 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 not not in public. <laughs> I try not to be. That's good. But you survived. I survived. Steve Wiley has been tame today, so that's good. People that actually don't. So how did Dante do with that? Uh, uh Dante. He he was okay, right? He. With the, what, with, the, with, the with the with the quick round, oh, that? the lightning round, man, with the round you, you with no better, name, man. of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obi sees this. I, I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not taking any sides <clears throat> at all. But man, that's my brother right there. <laughs> Just joking. but yeah, man. Um, any any other thoughts? Any other closing? You know, uh, Mike is yours. Is there? Anything that you would tell, you know, people nowadays struggling, going, going through things that you have gone through and, you know, taking your path. Would you say there's things that you've learned from that that you could tell them not to do or are there certain things that they have to do no matter what? It's, it's easy. It's like some people think that, you know, people equate like I want people to support me. And people don't support me enough, so I'm not gonna do it because I don't have to support them. Like you don't need other support because mm-hmm. nobody's gonna support you until they see strangers start supporting you. God. And so a lot of people get discouraged when man, my family don't even support me. Like when I first started doing this, like no, I couldn't pay anybody to be it. I had that's the reason I started acting because I couldn't get anyone to be in my project. <laughs> like so I was like, <laughs> forget it, I'll do it. Now <laughs> do it everybody's an actor for some reason. Like cousins. Everybody's an actor. And so it's like, don't look for support from others. Just follow your heart, follow your dreams, and like the rest to fall into place. Awesome. Nicely put. Nicely put. Um, Steve? Well, Jay Davis, uh, be sure everybody check him out at jdavisfilms.com or his Facebook, Instagram, jdavistp. Uh, you can check out his, his movies, not another zombie movie, not another black movie. Uh, as well as a series, choke on that the series and mm-hmm. stepdads the series, which isn't fully out everywhere yet. Yeah, but it will be out. But be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, man, thank you. Definitely thank you so been much. a pleasure having you thank on, you. and looking forward to uh, what the future brings. Uh, and, me too. Uh, we'll we'll be following you know all your all your series, all your shows, and mm-hmm. especially if, if you want some good laugh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes life is tough. Yeah. You, you need a you need a good laugh. We you do. And I think there's no better therapy. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. Yeah. Laughter is medicine. Laughter over depression. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now.